Hello, this is Sherry Jarvis with Natural Spunk and Shine. Today, um, my topic is called Living the Cowgirl Dream Life. My sister and I are finally living the dream, but it took us a while to get here. I am sharing that picture with this podcast, and in it, we are celebrating our 61st and our 63rd birthdays by getting new custom cowboy hats. And everyone tells my sister and I that we look 20 years younger than we are but we both feel 30 years younger. My sister Jill lives on a huge ranch with a lot of cattle and she still barrel races. And I have built three successful businesses all after the age of 47. (laughs) I have a guest horse ranch, Horse Lovers Bunkhouse, where I give riding lessons and trail rides. I'm also an inspirational speaker and author of the book, Win Your Horse's Heart, and I'm working on a second book called New Day. I'm also a wellness coach where I help women in the second half of their life slow down premature aging by phasing out things from their diet, lifestyle, and thinking which accelerate aging. My sis and I, we are definitely not letting our birth age stop us from living our dreams. I can't share my sister's story, but I would like to share mine with you in hopes that it will inspire you to live your dreams, even when the odds are against you. Well, my love of horses started at two years old when my dad gave me my first pony, Ginger, who was also two years old. He sent her to my older cowboy cousins to break to ride, and they rode her several miles to a country school every day. By the time I was four, I was riding her alongside dad as we checked cattle and road fences. I remember one time I had to go to the bathroom real bad, but I didn't want to disappoint dad or quit riding ginger. (laughs) So I peed my pants. I had a lot of fun with that pony and she lived into her late 30s. You can read more about ginger and the other horses I've had in my book, Win Your Horse's Heart, Be a Better Horseman where I share the lessons that horses have taught me over the years. Let's fast forward to my teenage years, where I worked for a veterinarian and rode my horses in rodeos, roping, barrel racing, goat tying, and pole bending. Gypsy and Job were my main rides. I had dreams of riding in the NFR, being a horse vet, and living on a ranch with a cowboy husband and a couple of kids to teach to ride preferably a boy and a girl. But like many teenage girls, somehow we get lost in the peer pressure. We don't focus on our dreams or worse yet, even forget about them as we live to please everyone else in order to be liked. After I graduated from high school, my dad took me to a vet tech school interview where I was accepted. But I was insecure about leaving home. I just wasn't ready to leave the nest and fly out on my own. So I put my dreams aside again. I got a job at a hospital as a medical transcriber and continued to work for Dr. Essex, a veterinarian, part-time. My dad, he was pushing me to go to college to be a teacher. He said it was a better career for a woman than a vet. The hours would be better, et cetera, et cetera. He listed all the reasons. And I never wanted to disappoint my dad, so I played it safe. 
pushed back my dreams again. They were down there somewhere, but they were hidden. I graduated at the top of my class, but was heartbroken when none of my family came to my graduation. I got married during college to a football player, and I became a gymnast. I still had my horse, Gypsy, but wasn't able to ride her as much as I wanted. After college, I got my first teaching job in a one-room school, kindergarten through eight, in the sand hills of Nebraska, about 40 miles from the nearest town on dirt roads. The ranch where the school was located was a big horse cattle operation. I had so much fun riding Gypsy every day, whether it was a joy ride or helping work cows. She was my only friend on this lonely prairie, as my husband and I were now separated. I also helped groom and ride some of the ranch cutting horses. It was a quiet time in my life, yet troubled, until one early morning on the steps of my little trailer house, I met Jesus. Something changed in me. My next job was moving more toward my dreams. I got a job training horses at the Pitzer Ranch near Erickson, Nebraska, only 30 miles from my parents. I learned a lot from the head trainer, Gary Putman, just by watching from the other end of the arena. My husband and I were living together again, but it wasn't working out. So I set aside my dreams once more. I packed my saddle, stereo, and clothes and moved to Montana because I'd always wanted to live in the mountains. I had some friends who were like my adopted parents. They had moved to Whitehall and they had an upstairs apartment. I got several jobs while I was there, like waitress, legal secretary, substitute teacher, and vet assistants. I also worked for a reigning trainer. And all I can say is this, my dreams were muffled by a sound of confusion as I tried to discover who I really was. I met a man who wore a cowboy hat, but was far from a real one. He was a dreamer like me, and he believed I could do anything I set my mind to. We married, and not too long after I was pregnant, but I lost the child during my sixth month. I bought a diet center franchise and started my first business. I poured my life into it to cover up the pain of loss and decided my dreams would never come true. My dad had given me a couple of horses he'd raised. I kept them at the neatest round barn near Three Forks, Montana. Slick was just a foal then, and from the moment I saw him, we had a very painful bond. It seemed our whole relationship was based on trauma after trauma. I have never shed as many tears in a horse's mane as his. He knew my heartache and I knew his. My husband didn't like the Montana winters. He grew up in Nevada and wanted to move back. However, he took a job in Texas, which didn't work out, so we moved to Nevada where he had friends. I had left my horses with his brother in Utah. I still had my saddle with me and I was so grateful when my horse Slick arrived safely in Nevada. Again, 
I found Slick was my best friend and he knew all my deepest secrets as I went through another divorce. By this time, I had totally forgotten about my dreams. They were hidden under a mountain of pain and loss caused by wrong decisions with le which led to failure after failure. I felt I would never be enough. I went back just to put food on the table and keep my horse. But my poor choices and tough life lessons were not over yet. I quit teaching when I got involved in a relationship that turned abusive. I was totally beaten down. I felt worthless. Even, thought I, even though I was going to church, the only time I felt good about myself was when I was on the back of my horse, slick. I was living a lie and in fear. I hadn't even thought about my dreams in years. We moved to Wyoming and thankfully Slick went with me. That poor horse was dragged all over the country during this unsettled time in my life. Then one day I broke down. Excuse me. And plotted murder because my heart was so full of hate. After three days of lying in bed crying, God spoke to me very clearly. He said, you have three choices. End up in prison, end up dead, or leave right now. So I left with a suitcase full of clothes and $200 cash in my pocket. A friend picked me up and I left my beloved slick behind. It broke my heart. But God performed several miracles and Slick joined me again real soon. That's a long story for another day. This poor horse had been through so much with me and we belonged together. Of course, there is a chapter in my book dedicated to him. Now I'm fast forwarding a lot here. So this doesn't turn into another book. I, I left out a lot of the details. So you're only really getting the highlight. I met my current husband at a yard sale in Wyoming, and I started teaching school again. Then, the unthinkable happened. Somehow the gate was left open between Slick's pen and an untamed Mustang. Slick was the loser with two broken legs. It was a traumatic event that left my heart so broken. I didn't know how I could keep going, but the Lord knew I needed to leave behind all of my past to begin a new chapter in my life. So began the healing journey. Two days after Slick died, Dolly was born to my dad's rope horse mare sooner. I didn't think I ever wanted another horse. I thought all my dreams had died with Slick. But my sensitive daddy knew better, and six months later, when Dolly was weaned, she came to live with us. I remember just sitting out in the pen with her crying and thinking, did I really deserve another horse? As my broken heart began to heal, I had hoped just maybe I could dream again. Dolly was the spark that lit my fire 
to take a small step in the direction of my dreams. My husband and I started going to horse clinics. I never had any formal training before this, and I was shocked at how little I knew, even though I had a wall full of trophies in my parents' basement, an old suitcase full of belt buckles I had been toting around with me all these years, and I'd even worked as a trainer a couple of times. I realize now it was simply raw talent and passion without true, too much true knowledge. I began a new adventure. Keith kept adding to our herd. He seemed to have an eye for good horses. He loved horses as much as I did, and it was so fun learning with him. Although I had a lo lot of unlearning to do, and he was a blank slate. It was good to have him around to remind me when I fell back into my old patterns. We moved back to my hometown with 11 horses in tow. I taught school at another one-room school for a couple of years. It seemed things had come full circle. Somehow, I just knew that if I was ever going to live a dream, I had to just go for it. So, I quit my job and started a horse business. It has evolved over the years as I've grown and changed. It wasn't an overnight success. It took a lot of hard work travel, many long hours, and a lot of learning. I've spent a small fortune on education about horsemanship, business, marketing, coaching, and teaching. At times, I thought I was going to go broke, but I knew I had something special and unique to offer the world, so I kept going even when it didn't look like it was going to work. I had finally discovered who I really am. I am no longer afraid to take risks. I quit comparing myself to others. I stopped listening to the naysayers. Most importantly, I spent years learning to be led by the Holy Spirit, which is getting easier all the time. Oh, yes, I still make mistakes. Some things work, others don't. But I refuse to let myself get discouraged when things seem to fall apart. I just keep trying new things and lean harder into the Lord. Whenever disappointments come, I remind myself, if I am faithful in the small things, God will promote me to the bigger things. Some people say, oh, I wish I had your life and I was living the dream like you are. I smile and gently encourage them that they can do it too when they're willing to make the sacrifices it takes. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm eternally grateful for the life I am now living and would not trade it for anything. But it hasn't always been easy and sometimes still isn't. Like the last three years taking care of my ill parents while trying to keep my business afloat and still make time for God, my husband, my church, my horses, and customers. I felt pulled in so many directions because of love, passion, and my dreams. At times, I felt I had given all that I had to give, and then someone wanted even more from me. And then there were the customers that no matter what I did, I could not please them, and they said pretty awful things about me, which were undeserved. 
but I will humbly admit, sometimes it was maybe just an unfortunate misunderstanding. And other times I was just going through so much with losing my parents and my best friend and writing buddy, Joan, that I may not have always shown as much compassion as I could have. What others didn't understand was I was in a process of my heart being softened and molded into one that could both give and receive love. I was letting go of the past mistakes. I was being healed of the old wounds and losses. I was letting the wall down that held me back and learning to set healthy boundaries. I was becoming a completely new person, free to be who God created me to be. My husband jokes, you're not the woman I married. And I say, thank God, because that girl was too broken to dream. She didn't believe she was worth anything or had anything good to offer. So as you may have noticed, my original dream didn't come true. You know, the veterinary mom with two kids to teach to ride. I don't live on a huge spread like my sister with 1,500 cattle. But that doesn't seem to matter anymore because what I have is so much better. I have a wonderful husband who supports all our guests, even though he is an introvert and would rather just be alone all the time. He cares for our property and horses with a dedication and love that impresses me beyond words. I have a deep and abiding relationship with God that satisfies my soul more than any dream I could live while on this earth. My heart's desire has become to be a light in a dark world that inspires others to live with love, passion, peace, and joy. It doesn't fade under any circumstance. I want others to experience the freedom from guilt, shame, and condemnation, and to find true inner healing like I have. Because you see, even when the physical dreams come true of a big ranch with the perfect horse, husband, horse, kids, and job, you can still be miserable. Now, I'm not trying to talk you out of your dreams. What I am saying is, maybe the dream is right in front of you, and you don't even see it because you are blinded by the lies you've believed. Or maybe the dream will start to take shape once you find complete and total healing for your bleeding wounds. Or maybe. The loss and grief have built a wall so big around you that you can't let the dream in. I've experienced all of these, and I'm here to share with you there is a way out, and his name is Jesus. I am a living example that dreams do come true but not always in the way you think they will. And that, my friend, can be even better. So please, I encourage you to stop believing the lies, find healing, 
and let go of the past, no matter how difficult it is. And you will be amazed at how your dreams may be closer and better than you ever imagined. Thank you for listening.